Good morning. Welcome to Love Music Now with a little bit of gossip. I'm your host, L Crazy Chick. And I'm sorry for the three week, almost two to three week delay. I was going to do a Grammy special and I wanted to do it with a little history of everything the Grammys and what it have done and how it came to form and everything. And then the unthinkable happened. Kobe Bryant passed away. And so I couldn't do it. Out of respect for Kobe Bryant and his family, I was not doing my show. But I'm back now after a week um, of all mourning. I'm here now to really, really give you the the gossip just of music um, and the news of music and a little bit of gossip news. Um, I did watch the Grammys. Um, we're going to get into that too. Um, and I will be talking about Kobe later on on the show. It is Super Bowl Sunday, people. We're also going to talk about that at, later on the show too. But I'm going to start off with the Grammys. I did watch the Grammys. It was somber because Kobe died on that on the day of the Grammys. Everybody was very sad, but the show had to go on. And basically, Billy, English, Eilish, Eilish, I don't know how you say her name. Sorry, little kids. I'm sorry. But I messed up her name. Too bad. Um, she won everything from best. She won from everything from her album, When We All Fall Asleep. Where Do We Go? And one album of the year. Song was, record of the year was Bad Guy. Song of the year was Bad Guy. Best new artist. Um, she won all the major awards that was on television. That the white people side of everything. Um, this has been done since the eighties, since Christopher Cross did it, and he won all the major awards. So he's in, she's in a she's seventeen. So this is the youngest ever, and she's seventeen. I don't I really like her voice. I'm not particularly I well I was a teacher. I did do music and we did talk about English Eilish and, and Billie Eilish and the kids ripped me. I thought she was corny. I went and listened to her songs. Wow. There's one song before this uh, album that she did with her brother. The most beautiful haunting beats I've ever heard. Um, his brother, her brother's a very good um, producer. I think he's going to have a, if she don't have a career no more, it's because she don't want to do it no more. But I really think she did this music thing for him. It wasn't really for her. She doesn't seem like the type of girl who wanted to be in the limelight. So I don't think Billie English is going to be in that industry for a very long time. I think she's going to be in her, might live a normal life. Uh, and I'm saying this only because um, I, from what her temperament is and what her mindset is, I don't think she's going to stay very long. But you get, you get, well, I, while the getting is good, you better start listening to her music. Um <laughs> I think that's the case. You need to go ahead and um, get her album. The Grammys is mostly for um, unknown artists who've never, uh, we never heard before. But this is the first time that the Grammys in a long time did not give somebody an award that wasn't popular and that we don't know. I said, who the hell is this? And we had to look them up on Google. Uh, this is a, it was a summer note. Grammys made a mistake last year not giving Nipsey Hussle um uh, um, a Grammy and they gave it to Carly B. They made up for that. Um, I'm just going to read off, um, all the star people who won on the show. And then I will talk about my viewpoints. So I did tell you that, uh, Billy, I, uh, English won everything. All the major words that was on television that you saw. Um, Lizzo won for best pop performance. She won for out for, for that. Uh, Old Town Road won for best pop duo. Best pop album went to Billy English. That would make it five. I think it's one, one, two, three, 
four, five, she won. And then her brother won for best producer. That made it six albums. She won six Grammys that day. Um, then best traditional R&B is Lizzo. Best R- urban contemporary album, Lizzo. <laughs> I'm going to talk about this. Best R&B album went to Ventura or uh, Addison Park. I've never heard of his godforsaken ass. Um, best, um, rap, um, um, I think it was a best rap ensemble, I believe. It was Nipsey Hustle back in the, um, day. Oh, I forgot, oh, well, midday. I forgot how the album number was. It's some album. I don't want to get cursed out. Please don't curse me out because I didn't know his album. Best rap song was from DJ Cali Hire from Nipsey Hustle and John Legend. So this, he won two Grammys. Um, best rap song was from 21 Savage a lot which I like that song a lot a lot I like that from J. Cole <laughs> and best rap album was uh Tyler the Creator Igor Igor Tyler the Creator um Coffee also won for best um I think traditional Caribbean album she did I forgot what it was the name of it so she won and so I'm gonna give you my opinions of the Grammys one, the Grammy sucked horribly. It, I think this the performances. <laughs> see how I'm silent? I'm looking for the words for the performances. Alicia Keys, she tried her best with the Grammys. She did. I just didn't like her. Hey, well, we're gonna come back, y'all. Bring it. That whole vibe, laid back, whatever vibe. Boo. No, girl. Bye. I'm really not a fan of Alicia Keys. I think she got lucky, my opinion. Well, I really, the Grammys was horrible. I honestly now feel that these award shows should not be on television no more and actually should be streamed live on Netflix or iHeartRadio or on YouTube. I think award shows should be on cable. I don't think the Grammys, I think the Grammys, Oscars, and Golden Globes should be on, should be gone. Award shows is no more. Kids don't give a fuck no more. People, just millennials don't care no more. They don't give a fuck about award shows. And I honestly feel it's not like it used to be. And I think the only reason is because of the internet and you can see the videos online and you can pay for it. I honestly think now that the times is changing, like what's going on with the um, daytime Emmys is online. I think that everything should be online. It's over. To have broadcasting television to, because these ladies are going to keep getting low. Kids are not interested in solo. People are interested more in love and hip hop than sitting here. It had worse ratings than love and hip hop, Miami. That's how bad the Grammys have. What, what, what's going on? I'm going to tell you what's going on. They keep putting white people, major white categories on TV. There's no hip hop artists no more where is the televisation of the hip black artists on this on this show why y'all can't put that back on that is the whole point of the grammys where is that shit at okay why are you not doing that we have to hear it online and then we got to sit there and find out that banner boy didn't even win a grammy until we went online and he didn't win from the african gossip sites like why are we not getting to Watch the Grammys of its full entirety. I know it's six hours of stupidity, but I'm saying, like, why are we not seeing Lizzo win an award? And we have to find out later she won. Like, what is going on here? We need to get 
I'm sorry. Pop is dead. Michael Jackson, when Michael Jackson died in 2009, pop music died. Okay. There's no, it when Tyler Creator did say it best, but then I said to her, the girl and I were arguing on Instagram, like, I'm sorry, he's, he's still a hip hop artist. There's, I was trying to tell her, there's no more pop artists no more. If you look on, but I said it so many times on the show, if you look online and you see the Billboard Awards, um, not the Billboard Top 20, everything is hip hop and a few country. There is no pop singer on there. It's like one country singer and like in between it. Go look up it now and you're going to sit there and see a whole list of hip hop artists. There's no pop there no more. Pop is dead. There's no pop music. Pop only can come back and they're making Old Town Road, which I personally think is not even a pop song. It's really a hip hop and country song. How is it winning best pop duo? What the fuck? Are you kidding me? So that's pop? So that means you tell me that hip hop is is pop. That's what I'm trying to say. It's pop now. Please, let's stop this and put R&B as a major entity as pop, please. on get, Change it. That is where it's going to get. Then you need to appeal to the youth. Yes, hip hop is vulgar and nasty, but that's what we listen to. Put on the baby. Yeah, we want to watch the baby and make it sound shake your ass. Yes. Sorry, Grammys. It's stupid to sit there and be traditionalist. There's no more traditionalism anymore in this country. It's over. It's two thousand. It's the twenty um first century. It's all gone. Like stop. It's so corny. That's why it's so butt right now. I'm gonna bet you one hundred dollars that if you put on the new act of today on the Grammy stage. Mix it in with the pop and then a little bit of country and rock and roll, which I thought that's the case. Instead of all these horrible ass, there hasn't been, there was a top 10 list that Billboard had put for top 10 Grammy performance and they didn't even put Michael Jackson in the list. And I was shocked. I was like, Billboard, really? You know damn well that was the best performance ever. But then you realize that we're all getting old. So it was old. It was like almost 35 plus 36 years ago and 20 some years ago. We're old now. So it's not even, uh, these millennials don't even give a damn. They think Michael Jackson's a pedophile. So that's why you're not going to see that on the list. And then when I saw the top 10 Super Bowl performances, he wasn't even on the list. They gave it to Katy Perry. Oh, she came out of a mechanical um, tiger. Oh my God. I really can't stand this shit. That's why the ratings are low. We don't care about these performers. I don't give a fuck about Demi Lovato and her drug addiction. She gonna do it again. So who gives a damn? Now, if you can't sit there, put some fucking Jason Bieber then. Try to put him in there. Oh, wait. Justin Bieber. Guess what type of music Justin Bieber is doing? <gasps> R&B. Right? He's doing R&B music, right? So then what the fuck are we doing here? Stupid ass Grammys. Get rid of all them old motherfuckers. Stop sitting and change everything. You got now you got Billy English who's sitting there appropriating African American culture. Her whole style is so TLC, it's not even funny. All that shit she wearing was back in 1990s. And y'all didn't even acknowledge it back then. Now she's wearing this shit. Oh my god, that's the best outfit ever. I'm gonna dress like that. 
bitch, I've been dressing like that since I was a kid. I was dressed in baggy jeans with a tight shirt with my fat ass <laughs> and wearing baggy jeans and sneakers. I wore that stuff my entire fucking life during my high school years, and you mean to tell me that's not popular? Get the fuck out of here. Grammys, clean house. Let's get some people up in here that's present. First, let's, let's go higher. Let's get Pharrell Williams up in there and change shit. Maybe we can get someone like Pharrell Williams or don't put John Legend. I don't like him. Or or all the new hip-hop writers who write hip-hop come together, build money, go to the Grammys and say, we want to buy the Grammys. For how much is this Grammys for sale? Blah, blah, blah. We do our own shit and we don't give a fuck. And we start tearing it up. Get all the traditional shit out of the way and change it. Okay. It's getting so horrible now. <coughs> the Grammys failed. <laughs> I'm sorry. The Grammys failed because they did not appeal to African-American youth. Or it did not appeal to the, Af- the white boy in the suburbs. That's what they want to lead to. White people are not white kids. White boys are the ones who's buying these things. Not girls. Boys. Okay? That's the target. White boys who are gay or straight. Are the two demographics who are buying and doing all this. It's mostly them. Think about it. Girls are not into this. Girls are into fashion. If they're into hip, the musicians, it's a rarity that female, teenage female girls into anything. It has to be flashy to them. And I noticed this. When it came out when I was obsessed with the boy band genre. Jandra, I was in high school. I was obsessed with Instinct and Badger Boys. I know the entire Millennium album from the Badger Boys from the back of my hand. You put it on, I'm going to sing all the songs. That's the thing. Why do you think we were appealed to that? Because they were cute. They, they weren't flashy. They were men. They danced. They were so talented. They were appealing to me. How I liked, it was like three, it was like Michael Jackson. If you appeal to Michael, people who like Michael Jackson, they like to, there was two things that Michael Jackson did well. He dressed, he knew about fashion, and Kanye West said this a lot. He knew that he needed to change fashion. Everybody was going to wear his clothes. So he had to get his fashion game up to gate. That's why he dressed that way. Then, his dancing. That was the two things, was flashy and dancing. And that, the fashion and dancing came to hand, in hand. And that is the reason why he's so huge. You got to think about it. The way he looked like a girl on stage and appealed to females. Prince played on this for years. Men love that shit. You don't understand. That shit is bomb. I'm telling you, that's the reason why Prince of my vision was famous because gay men love it. They get to dress in different clothes and be like a rock star. That whole shit Prince is wearing was because he was into classical music and want to be known as a classical artist. So he was idolized by Beethoven and um, Trondesky and they and also Michael too. And they they took their style. He took their style and made it modern. It's nothing new. Chrissy Jones said this: music is recycled. Music is recycled stuff. We need to start recycling music again. It's recycled. Everything about it is recycled. Everyone that is new, but it's changed. You have to switch it up. You can. It's never going to end. The only way that the Grammys are going to get back to its glory days is that 
The industry produced something like they did back then. And they have to find a person to break records. Beyonce is not going to do it anymore because she's getting older. So who's going to take that realm? Is Justin Timberlake going to change the way hip-hop, R&B, people listen to R&B? Why is R&B dead? Have y'all ever actually, you know why R&B is dead? I hate to say this. is because we let white artists sing our music. And we allow it. Look what happened with Robin Thicke. He got so popular on a hook from, from Marvin Gaye, it's not even funny. And he made millions. Justin Bieber made millions. Um, Justin Timberlake made millions off of us. And someone like Usher get one little fucking scandal. Or Chris Brown is a prime example of this. He get one little fucking scandal. He went white. He did um, forever. It's a white man's song. That's a whole white beat. It's a whole crossover song. He did it. He was right there. And they didn't want that same type of hype again. So they shut him down. And now he has to be, he has to make music that, that don't make sense. He has to, he's not struggling because he's writing all his stuff. But he'll never get to that height again. They destroy that. In my opinion, and I hate, I like to, I'm not saying I hate to say this, I want you to listen. Rihanna is not going to, I want her to come back, but I don't know if she will. If they find someone like a Rihanna for African Americans, I think the grant I think the industry can be saved. That being said, they have to stick to pop. We don't know. R&B and pop are the same now. So I think that this whole damn genre needs to change is mythology of doing this and R&B needs to be in that on the show needs to be seen on television. I don't also think that Lizzo's album is an R&B album. I said it. I heard Lizzo's album. That album is no hit of R&B in that song. None of the shit that she's listening is R&B. I don't hear it. It's pop. So she should have won for best pop album. It's not best R&B album. R&B is like Indiari, Elise, a, a Legacy, um, Chaka Khan. Those are, those are R&B. Okay? There's, there's nothing pop of R&B about Lizzo it's all pop and it was so disrespectful how they treated this girl on that Grammys Lizzo anyone who, anybody who could sit there and tell me that the Grammys was really good no I think they disrespect this shit out of Lizzo I think they did her wrong by giving all those awards to Billy English show that Lizzo won't get up there they did not want that girl up there I'm gonna tell you why her weight and she's black they don't want our black artists to win anything. Did you notice that there wasn't a lot of black artists that won that award was on television? But her, only Lizzo, and um, and he was a gay boy on there. What's his name? Um, Lil Nas X, who had Nas in his performance, was just kind of funny. But I felt I feel as though, and I don't, I, I feel that that's the, that's what's going on. They didn't want Lizzo to go up there. They did Lizzo dirty. Lizzo should have won for Song of the Year. Record of the year. That song was everywhere. And I mean everywhere. I didn't hear Bad Guy all every day. I'm not lying to you. I did not. When I went to listen to the um pop album, pop songs that was on the radio all summer to summer <coughs> summer to nat to this year until that Grammy started, I did not hear Bad Guy in the radio. I didn't hear it. All I heard was Truth Hurts. Every single 
day I turned that radio on. I didn't hear no bad guy. So then why the hell did she get out rocking in the ear is beyond fucking me. They want to make this girl the new Messiah or the new Taylor Swift. But it's not going to happen. Something is coming. I feel it in my gut. There will be some superstar phenom that will break records. It's going to happen. It happens every 20, 40 years in in the music industry. It's coming. Whatever it is and whatever it's going to be, I'm here for it. Okay? I'm here for it. But I have to say, the Grammys need to change the way they view things. I think they were wrong what they did to Nipsey Hussle. Should have gave him his award last year. But when he died, that's when they want to give it to him. Ignorant. That's pure ignorant, Grammys. Ignorant. But okay. Um, Tyler Carita, congratulations. Because one close to kinship, he's Nigerian like me. Um, he, he believes in his music. It took him 10 years. I remember when he first came out. I can't believe it's been 10 years. I remember I heard him the very first time. I was like, this boy is something. He talented, very talented young man. And I heard him the very first time. I was like, wow, this boy is amazing. But I'm going to sit there and basically say, I was not happy with the award show. I felt, I felt like I stayed up for no apparent reason. I should have went back to, I should have went to sleep. I feel bad for it. I feel really worse that I stayed up for that. So hopefully this year's music world, let's take some advice. We'll see. Next year, this year, what's not, I'm gonna say that. Well, I hope the rest of the year we have better artists, better singers, better performances, better understanding of what we need to do. We need to look for new talent. Um, we shouldn't let the music industry die, still do the independence. We need to find things. We need to search. We need to look for good beats. We need to look for good writers. One thing is, Billie Eilish did write her music, so that's a good thing. It's a plus and a negative to all this. Plus side, she did write her own music, and it's glad. I'm glad that she did. If she didn't write her own music, I'll be mad. I'm glad that she kept it in the family. He gave her brother a chance to shine. She did it for him. You gotta understand it, because when I watched the interview, she really wasn't. I looked at her and I was like, this girl really doesn't want to be a musician. I think she's only doing this because of her brother. I said, she can record on her own. She did this whole album in her own home. Imagine. That's the industry. It's changing. So we need to adapt, Grammys. But next year, hopefully, we get good performances. Um, the performances I liked on the show was I Don't Like Her, Cabello. That was cute with the whole daddy thing. Made me cry. Think about my peeps. Yay. But, um, that's basically about the Grammys. Ugh. Let's continue. Next topic is the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. I, didn't, I don't know if I talked about it. I think I did brush on it a little bit. But these are inductees to the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Now, the Patchy Mode is a group from the 80s. And they're fame, and they got famous in the 90s. They're, uh, uh, I think they're like a alternative group. They were very popular back then. Doobie Brothers is a 70s group that did have great songs um, from listening to the music, uh, taking it to the streets, taking it to the taking it to the streets. I love that song. Oh, and what a fool believes. And he hit them notes. He said, da, 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 da. They got into the grand, um, to the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Now, my girl, Whitney Houston, she is the greatest pop singer of all time in the pop 80s. And 
90s and she reigned she sang she did the the i think the one of the best covers of a song ever is i'll always love you been written by dolly parton Whitney didn't make money in that album you know who made the most money in that damn song and why she still got money and why she not broke that's dolly fucking part she wrote that song and when that song went and did 14 weeks number one Dolly Parton was hitting to the, she's not, she didn't care. She was like, all right, I'm getting rich. She's loaded. I'm telling you, Dolly Parton is rich from that song. That's why she can always, she can't sit there and say she broke. Cause she made, if she lost that money from that song, I'm going to be totally, she going to interview and say, oh, I'm lost money from, I didn't make no money from I will always love you. I will be fucking shocked. Do you know how much money she should have made from that one song that she wrote? That's why it's so important to be a songwriter. I always say. Then Nine Inch Nails. And then Notorious B.I.G. Um, is in for one album. He did it for one album. He didn't do anything else. He did one album. God. He did. Um, which I'm, I'm proud for him to get in. It's his first. I think it was a couple. I don't know how many times he was voted. Um, T-Rex was also as a Grand Rock that's also in. They're all going to be inducted May 2nd um, in 2020 uh, in Ohio, the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Um, this, this is a prestigious honor. It's really hard. Whitney Houston did it on her first try, so I was really, really happy that she finally get it. I'm very happy that Whitney Houston got this. This is what I've been dreaming for. I wish she was alive to see this, and I wish she got the award. I don't know who's going to be there to present it. I really hope Pat Houston is not going to be there to get it. Please, God, don't put that woman in there. Please, God, don't do it. Don't do it. Now, please don't do it. Don't please don't. Please, please, please don't let her go. <laughs> Cause she's. If anyone you want to blame for Bobby Christina's death, it's her. Thank you tonight. When she talk, I turn the TV off. <laughs> okay. And the last title for music is the Super Bowl halftime show. The Super Bowl halftime show. Yes, today is February 2nd, 2020. This is the Super Bowl. And you know me. I am a huge football fan. I love sports, period. <clears throat> but I love halftime shows. And okay, now Justin Timberlake, I was very disappointed. Maroon 5 was disappointed. Finally, we're going to have selective flavor. I really hope. They bring Gloria Estefan out, please, because it would be insulting if they don't. But my two, two girls, I, I don't like J-Lo, but I love me Shakira. Shakira, Shakira. What she said? Shakira, Shakira. When she do that thing with her back and she goes, Shakira. Oh, my God. I love me Shakira. Uh, and then the song, I like, underneath your clothes is the endless story. She was talking about somebody's pet underwear. She was talking about the nakedness of a man. <laughs> I'm thinking that song. What? Oh Lord, I love Shakira. That's what I didn't. I was like, Jello gonna be. And I was like, Ugh. but when she said Shakira, I'm like, yes! I can't wait. It's gonna be all Latin. Feel gonna be dancing, dancing, dancing. I'm telling y'all, ain't gonna be sitting down all day throughout that whole time. I'm gonna be bopping. Eh, eh, eh. Huh? Oh, on tonight. You know my hips don't lock and the sound the feel is right. I can't wait. I am so excited for the halftime show. I will talk about the Super Bowl later, but I'm very excited because I cannot wait to see my girl Shakira Kelly. This is going to make Shakira a super mega star. I don't think J-Lo was made. I think J-Lo made a mistake putting Shakira on here. Shakira is going to come in and take over. 
and y'all gonna be wishing that she never did. <laughs> Can't wait. Shakira, Shakira, oh, when you talk like that. I'm losing my voice. You know, you make a woman go mad. So be one and be one. Be on the sound of my body. Oh, love that show. Love that show. Y'all gonna be laughing at me singing, singing songs off key. Ah, I, I used to sing a little, little. Not anymore. <clears throat> okay, we're on the gossip side. We're gonna talk about a few things. Um, first thing first, Sierra is pregnant, y'all. I kind of knew it. When Russell Wilson didn't win. So I know she looked pregnant, but I just couldn't tell. But she's skinny as hell. So how can you tell? See, I was having a dirt baby, y'all. Yay. That bitch stole my husband. I don't care. <laughs> that bitch stole my husband. Yo, Russell Wilson is my crush. And I can't even look at him the same way no more. I used to stare at him when he had that white wife. And you know when he was married to white when he felt so looked so uncomfortable? And he didn't look like he was happy. And when he divorced her, and then he, he got, they, I think he, she was set up by her, his people, and her people set them up together. Felicity said, I think, I'm sorry. Then they started talking about Christiani on Instagram. It was so cute. And they got married. And he took in little Future, who looked just like his daddy, with the hair, but it looked like Sierra a little bit. And then he had a Sienna, who was his daughter. And now they're having a baby three. So congratulations. Congratulations to Yara, to Yara. <laughs> okay. Goodies. I know you want the goodies. Then you talk about it. Ooh, but there's no hype about it. That's my song, Goodies. <laughs> I love it when you want to step. Baby, tell me when to step. We like to get it on. Stop Baby, better get on the floor. We Mm, Sierra, Sierra's pregnant with her third child, people. This is Russell with his second child. This is going to be her second child as well. Um, So, they're going to have family. Yay. Okay. The Britney Spears experience. Okay. Let me tell you something. I'm going to tell you a story. Um, I wasn't, I was a under the cover, under the covers Britney Spears fan. Okay. I didn't like Britney Spears because I felt that my uh, Brandy was better at the time. And I still think Brandy and Monica were my muses. And I did, I stuck to black people a lot back then. I still think music is universal and always will be. But you gotta admit, Britney Spears is the bomb. Now getting older, I now kind of respect the fact that I'm so happy I got to see, see that video 3,000 times. Oh, baby, baby, I was I supposed to know something wasn't right there. Yeah. Oh, baby, baby, I shouldn't have let you go. Now I'm only tired. Show me how you want it to be. I'm telling you, Britney Spears experience is opening in Los Angeles. I don't know where in Los Angeles, but it's a pop-up experience. Everything about Britney Spears from her the video she did, the performances is all on stage. Y'all all can go there. I think it's opening this week. Go. If you're a Britney Spears fan, go. I'm not a Britney, I'm a Britney song fan. I, I have a few songs. I like Stronger. I like Toxic. Um, Britney Spears to me was, I hated her so much that we used to make fun of her. We used to make fun of her dancers in the video. 
When we there was a song my sister made fun of. Um, sometimes I run, sometimes, sometimes I hide, sometimes I'm scared of you. But all I really want is to hold you tight, treat you right, be with you day and night. <laughs> I can't believe I know all these songs. But nowhere I'd rather be if you trust. Trust in me the way that I trust you. And she, the guy, the gay boy in the video, yes, he was gay. I don't care. And he he smoothed his body downwards. Oh my God, we used to make fun of that. We made fun of every little detail. Oh man, my childhood was funny. It was fun back then. I had a good childhood. You know, it was some things and some days is bad. Some days, but we, when we, my siblings were together, we had fun. So we used to make fun of Britney Spears videos. So please go and see that Britney Spears experience, okay? Now I want to talk about the gospel gossip of Terry Crews. Now Terry Crews is this actor. He's an African-American actor who did shows, um, did the White Girls show movie. Um, he did the Everybody Hates Chris TV show. He got fame from the father who's being cheap. That's two cents of blah, 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 blah. So um, what it happened is Terry Crews went on a Today Show and he said uh, on a Today Show that he can't speak on sexism on um, on um, when it comes to him being on the America's Got Talent. Now you heard um, Gabrielle Union has been in, in fiery um, legal action with America's Got Talent over the discrimination she, that she faced it, faced during that time on the show for the year. Talk about how she was too loud with her hair. Certain things she did was um, unacceptable and they didn't like it. So Terry Crews said something and he basically said that the racism caused that it was not it was never my experience on America's Got Talent. When he said it was never his experience, the internet got mad. Everybody went after him because he was a black man, not defending the black woman again. And uh, it's sad. He had to go later on and apologize. I don't blame anybody. I think it's a Me Too movement that did this. They're doing it for her. This is how I feel about the situation. And I'm going to say this as nicely as possible because I don't want, and I don't care what anyone says. You can say whatever you want to say to me. I heard worse. <laughs> I want you to know that I don't think Terry Crews should apologize. It's his opinion. Not everybody has to sit here and bow down, but because he's in an industry where he can lose his job at any moment because of what you say in the industry, that is the reason why Terry Crews um basically apologize he don't want to lose his job i'm just going to say this straight up whatever i remember the whole time watching america's got talent i didn't hear anything like this till she got on the show i let me tell you something gabriel union was a p b i t c h every p no no people gonna be sitting there saying no she was a b i t c h there was an actress back and i forgot who an actress said it was an actress that literally said that one actress who's African-American was a bully to other actresses back then. I think it was Taji Pienza. I don't want to be wrong. This was 
Someone who was in the same realm as her before she crossed over to white said that a certain actress bullied people because she felt she was better. Gabrielle Union was supposed to get the part for Blackish, but it went to um, Tracy Ellis Ross. There's a reason why Gabrielle Union cannot get a show on network television show. They said she's nasty. And I believe it. She admit that she has a nasty tendency. She is like the Naomi Campbell of the industry. There's a lot of reasons why she can't get work. And it was really hard for her to do a TV show back then. Do you see what I'm saying? She was hard for her to get on. So she went and did Mary Jane, which became very popular in the African-American community. When she finally got America's Got Talent, and I'm being honest with you, I would have stayed as long as I can because... One, that's a network television show. Two, there's money involved. And three, but her morals and her moral compass came into play. My problem with the Gabrielle Union is that she was a bully back then. And now that all this is happening, we all supposed to forgive her. But this is her. I'm sorry to say I'm ignorant. This is her motherfucking karma. Okay. She deserved this. Hand. Damn, she deserved what's coming to her. But no one deserves racism. So if it happened, I'm sorry to happen, but I'm happy to happen with her. Because I wanted her to realize what it's like to be there. It is 10 times hard to be in this in, in that industry. Myself as an aspiring actress, I didn't want to act. I couldn't do it because first I was scared. I'm still scared. And two, I don't want to be her- criticism. I don't think I can take it. That's my only thing. I have to be strong and I'm not strong there. But I think I'm ready to get back out there if sooner than later before I end up being 40. I don't want to be 40 years old not trying to get back out there. I'm saying to you is I don't, they called him an idiot. He defended himself. But then you have to look at his wife. Look how light-skinned she is. Look at her face. She's light-skinned. His wife is light-skinned. She's a light-skinned black man. Those type of men like Terry Crews will marry a white woman if he could. But he stick with a black woman. And a black woman was fair-skinned. He doesn't, he's dark-skinned. So, yes, I'm saying it. Colorism played a part of what he said. He did say it. He meant what he said. I'm, why are we all shocked that he said this? Didn't you see the roles he was taking? Didn't you see the movies he was taking recently? It's like that um, black guy who did the second Iron Man. Was it? No. It was a black guy who was on, the black guy who was on, um, what is that, John? Was on Captain America, the black guy on Captain America, the guy who's about to do a movie photograph with Asha Ray. These are the black men that once they feel they have made it into white America, they're told by the agents to act a certain way. He said he's not taking no more African-American roles that doesn't suit him. He said it on national television and people need to understand, like, why did he say that? He, but we helped you. He did a Spike Lee movie. It was his only Spike Lee movie he's ever done. That Spike Lee movie was clearly claimed and gave him the right to move up. He went through Spike Lee to get through where he want to get to. That's something he didn't understand at the end of this whole situation. You use black people to get what you want to, but when you get to a certain point, you want to deny them chances. You can't do that. Do you want to know why Denzel Washington lasts so long in the music in this industry? It's because he did do the white roles, but then he still stuck with the black roles. 
And he didn't care if it was a good or not. Denzel Washington did not care about race. He cared about his talent. He was talented. He came from a group of one of the, one of, I believe, one of the great acting groups in the, in the theater of, of the 80s that went on to do television, theater, and beyond everything else. They became so talented. And the, talented of, the most talented of all was Denzel Washington. He learned from that. And my opinion is basically, if you're going to be an actor in this industry, you need to realize that sensitivity is not going to work no more. This Me Too movement looks like it's not going away. You have to be careful what you say and saying to people on anywhere. Anything can shut you down. Remember all these men who were there two years, four or five years ago, we had Matt Lauer, Charlie Rose. All legendary to Travis Smiley lost everything over females accusing them of sexual harassment and certain comments they said. Everybody's losing their jobs. In the end of the day, you have to realize there's children involved. These men had children. I don't know about Charlie Rose, but they had kids. These are kids. Um, They had children out there. And now they have to live with that, that their father did this to a woman. His sexual business was out there. I'm talking about Matt Lauer. Who knew Matt Lauer was a freaking date? I didn't know. I was like, wow, Matt Lauer did that to do who? The Badoo the Dillaps? Matt motherfucking Lauer? Oh, wow. I think he had a relationship with Katie Couric. I honestly think he did. I still think he did. I'm just saying strictly. These are the Terry Crews is the Uncle Tom of the of this industry. They're more like him. There are a lot of Uncle Toms in this industry, but you gotta understand, they are they're not they're doing what they told to do. If there was a time when Towers Terrence Howard was told he can he shouldn't. Someone said I didn't know this was if it's true or not. It's allegedly because I don't want to get sued. But I remember one time I heard in a, um, an interview why Terrence Howard did not perform when Hustle and Flow song was hard out here for a pimp was nominated and they performed. Taji P Henson performed, which nothing happened to her career after that. So nothing bad happened, but. Tyrus Howard was told he should not perform. He was get he was there was four I think five of them came up some really big stars. I don't know if Denzel was involved, but it was City Portier, Will Smith. All of them came up to him and told him, Will you, uh, "Terrence Howard, if you do this performance, your career will be over." Terrence Howard didn't do the performance. He sat in the audience and just sat there. That is the issue you have to understand. This is the industry that we're in. This is why they say black owned, black this, black that. I'm not down for the Me Too movement. I don't like the Me Too movement. I actually hate the Me Too movement. It doesn't appeal to black women at all. And it's formed by a black woman, a really ugly black woman. Yes, I'm sorry I said it. She got She's ugly as hell. I mean... The most ugliest black woman I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> I'm rude, but that is true. She is ugly, so you can't sit there that I, I gotta tell the truth. I just wanted you to know. She ruined, she has to real she has a little bit of guilt that people lost their jobs over that movement. I'm not saying I could know what Bill Bill Cosby. 
or how Harvey Weinstein they did it. Um, this is go back to even Oprah. I mean, Oprah's a very dangerous black woman nowadays. She pulled herself out of a Russell Wilson um documentary. Russell Simmons, I said Russell, sorry, Russell Wilson. I thought Russell Simmons documentary. Why? Because you know why? Russell Wilson said, Russell Simmons said, I wish you would come after me and I will destroy you. That's what I think he told her. She pulled out because she realized he know more than she's letting know. He, he knows something about her. He said it didn't feel right and there's too many inconsistencies. So now, Oprah, your credibility is about to be lost because you did this. But okay. I don't say that. Gail King is now the queen of um, everything now. You know, she did everything she could. Now everybody has to say, you got to go for Gail to get something. She destroyed. She ruined R. Kelly. R. Kelly can never come back from what he did. R. Kelly's going to go to jail for the rest of his life. And because what of an interview he did with Gail King, which I think he should never did. It ruined him. So I just got to say, Terry Crews is an idiot for saying that. He should have shut up and just did the work. Move on. Um, I'm also saying that um, Gabrielle Union, um, don't believe everything she tells you because I honestly feel that even though Gabrielle Union said all these things, and my opinion is this, Gabrielle Union is very, is mean. She was mean for, before she met her husband. She was very disrespectful. So there's a lot of things she did in the industry that she did to her own people. So you have to be think about that. Um, and that is all I have for the gossip. So we're going into part of my opinions. Um, I'm going into a part of my opinions of uh, African Americans and um, the little things they do. Um, y'all gonna hate me for me to saying this, but I this is my opinion. I don't care. It's my show. I do what I want. There was a young man in Texas who was 17 years old who ended up. Um, told being told by a rule that was established last year that he had to have his hair cut to a certain length he said his family said it's a tradition my edgy the mom does not have dreads i don't think she has dreads i don't know i gotta check it allegedly she don't have dreads there is an interview saying that he did and they say that it said in this contract of the school length your length of your hair is what it has to be at a certain length. The word, the key word, people, is length. I went on this um, blogger on Instagram. He don't have a website, but he has. He's very active on Instagram. His name is T in the Shade or some shit. I I don't like him. I he's very disrespectful because he called me a goat with a sheep, and I didn't. I don't appreciate that at all. I have a right to my opinion. And I'm going to keep it like this. I felt something was wrong with this whole situation when he had said something. He got on Ellen and was rewarded 20 grand. Now he got 20 grand towards school. Let's hope he go to school for it. Because I don't think it will happen. I feel, I'm sorry. <sighs> I grew up in an education, educational household. My parents were very strict when it came to education. I believe they said their culture is for them to have their hair dreads and all that. That's fine. But I'm saying to you, you're not in Trinidad no more. In Trinidad, that's fine. But in every other place of America, 
That's not fine. You're in the South. You're not in the East Coast. If you're not in the West Coast, you're in the South. So you know that the South is typically racist and very strict when it comes to hair. Very strict when it comes to the hairstylings of a person. You're doing your hair means saying to, to a lot of people, oh, why does he have his hair like that? It's not kept right. I didn't see nothing wrong with his hair, but you know you can cut dreads and that you can re-put them back in, right? That's what I was thinking in my mind, like, okay, he can re-put them back in. But the mother was upset that this was going on and there being racism. But it's a rule, it's a rule. This is a problem I have with African-Americans. Why y'all don't know how to follow rules? It's so weird to me. If the cop tell you just take your stuff out, take it out. I personally feel is this. Somebody said it on a, uh, in, in the South. When you live in the South, I honestly feel you should take your shit on a damn windshield. When you get pulled over by police, it's all there. Instead of you digging in there so they won't shoot you to death. That, that's wrong. They shouldn't be doing all that. They shouldn't be, black people should not, white people should not take that means, uh, means in their own hand and kill black people. That's not fair. What I'm saying is I don't see how this has anything to do with racism. It's a rule that the school established last year. You know you can grow the hair back or you can cut it and hold on to it, preserve it and put it back in. He know he can do that, right? What is the problem? You're going and you can't. Now he said he can't graduate and walk down the aisle. They're not changing the rule because you're special. And then I saw other black kids that's there that have the same hairstyle. I don't know why they not on Ellen and getting 20 grand. It was baffling that this child got $20,000. I was shocked. I was like, wow, Ellen, you gave this kid 20 grand? Did you really read the story? But that's her. That's Ellen. That's what Ellen. I don't have nothing about. I'm not mad. I hope he used it for something. But I just don't feel he deserved that. I felt the mother pushed this thing too much. And I think it's overly hyped. They're not changing that rule. Your hair got to be a certain way. That's how what they say. If you don't like it, go to another school. You can transfer your kid out. It's still time to change the kid to another school. It might be too late in March. But you can still transfer your kid. In Philadelphia, I think you can still transfer your kids until March. You got that leeway. But why you got to sit there put for all this for him to walk down the aisle to get a diploma? Man, come on. What did high school blow going to do for him? Ain't nothing but it's going to get you into high school. And what's it going to do for him? Is he going to go to college or something? Is he going to get an education out of that? What is he doing? Like, what is he going to, what's his dreams and what his aspirations going to do with that money? I'm going to bet you $100 is going to happen. That boy going to sit there and spend that whole entire money. His mom going to take it all so that she can pay her bills and then get this. And she going to get rich off of this. There was another incident that happened I saw on the news yesterday on Channel 29. I live in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, so I live here. And on Channel 29, I watch, like, all the time because I don't like the, I like their news um, anchor thing because it's a fun and I'm ser- news is serious, but then I want it to be joyful for me. So I like to watch stuff like that. And Saturday, there was a little girl. That was, remember, there's a girl, a little kid. I forgot her name. She was looking at Obama's. It was a, She went to the event where she saw Obama on um, Michelle Obama's picture, she stared at it in awe. Oh, look, it's a little, and she the mom took the picture. So <laughs> she wrote a book. The little kid wrote a book. Did she? <laughs> I'm looking at the interview and I'm looking like, okay, she wrote a book. And now I'm thinking to myself, did she really write that book or the mom wrote that book? So the little girl was talking and she looked like she didn't want to be there. And the mom was talking for her. My edge, the mom lost weight. 
tremendous weight. Mom got good hair now. Mom looking fresh. Daughter looking fresh too. She don't look a mess. But my thing is, why are you explaining your child like this? This is scary. And she didn't even show Obama that's cute and all. Now she do book tours and all this. And she got like a little book tour in, in today, yesterday on CCP, African-American book tour. I was like, the girl don't want to be there, obviously. She's not reading her child that she don't want to do this. She want to play. Children want to play. Why are you doing this? You need money, lady? Is it that deep that you don't want to be on welfare? Okay, we saw her last couple years when she looked at the picture. Yeah, any kid can go on it. So we put all we can offer all the kids, black kids, and let's go put a picture in the, I'm like, oh my god, this is amazing. This is Michelle Obama. Oh my god, look at that dress. Oh Lord. And I'm like, no, this is stupid. This is really stupid. I was, I was really appalled with that interview. I felt I felt terrified. I was really terrified for the kid. Cause she was where she was she was really like didn't want to be there. And the mom was just basically talking like she wrote the book. What? How do you know this girl wrote this book? And the way she, the kid was talking like, I don't think this kid wrote this book. The mom wrote this book. It was scary. That's what I'm talking about. I think this new thing about when black people can't get in a car or black people can't go to school. And when it happened back then, you didn't see Ruby, um, Ruby. Little girl Ruby who couldn't go to who was fighting to go to school in an all white school. You didn't see her make any money till she left and went to college and did all that. And then she made the got the prestige and everything. Or the books she needed. You didn't real sense. Rosa Parks died broke. And then they found out that she had no money to pay for a funeral. And people paid it for her. It's weird how this dynamic changing. Now these kids are all getting rich. All because they, I mean, let me do that. Oh, I couldn't get my hair permed today. I had a natural hairstyle and and the teacher, took, the principal told me I had to cut my hair off. I got a perm. It was horrible. Would I be on television? I'm just curious back in the day. I remember that when I was a kid, you dressed up for interview because we're still in a racist kind of mentality. You have to, in corporate world, can you wear dreads? I can understand if you're a doctor, a lawyer, or a nurse. You wear whatever you want. But in the corporate business, when you're going overseas and doing international business, no one's going to take you seriously if you're wearing dreads. I don't think they will. I, when I went to work recently, my boss, I told her I want to dye my hair. She looked at me like, dye your hair what color? I looked at her like, and this is a black woman, she said this to me. She said, dye your hair what color? I was like, huh? I was like, oh, wow, I can't dye my hair. I'm not allowed to dye my hair. Okay, I will just dye it black. Because I have gray at 36, I have some gray. And it's due to my thyroid. But I agree. I'm like, oh my God, I can't dye my hair. I want to dye my hair. I want to dye it the color I want to dye. If I went to work at a school, I would have dyed my hair green, yellow, black, whatever. My friend, he had dyed his hair and he shaved off because he wanted to go work for a corporate, you know, for the state. It's a lot of things with the hair thing. Hair 
is a very sensitive topic. I have natural hair. I wish someone would tell me to cut my hair. But if they told me I had to wear a wig for my job and that's paying my bills and I know I can't get another job, I'm going to wear the wig. My boss had put some hints in me. I do wear my hair natural. And she has said she, she had brought hire a girl who used to they do their hair on a, on a day she's not there. They hire a girl and she keep saying, oh, you should make Trish your hair, your hairstyles and hints and stuff. I'm not doing that because why? I'm not hypocriting myself when I say it. I just feel as though when I say it, I want you to just understand. It's too weird for the child to get. It's weird to me. Something is more than meets the eye. We have to just keep invest listening. I don't think Ellen should just gave that kid 20 grand. I hope he put it towards a college fund. Because when I saw the mom, and you can read by language, she's fishy looking. That's all I got to say. I'm sticking to my opinions. I wear my hair natural. If I had dreads um, I and they told me to cut it, I would cut it off and keep them and put them stored away and then put them back on. But you're in high school. You are not an adult. If you was, you know, 17, if they tell you to cut it a certain length, you cut it a certain length. Do you pay bills? You have a job. Do you have your own place? Why can't you just sit here and follow that? Education is more important than you're sitting here doing whatever. If you didn't kept it, I think because he let it out like a girl. If he had kept it in the ponytail, I don't think he would have been in trouble. But that's but that's their opinion. I don't know what's going on. Either he's gay, either he's something. Something's just not adding. There's more to the story than meets the eye. Um, and that's it. Super Bowl. <clears throat> Super Bowl, Super Bowl. My Eagles are not in the Super Bowl, so I don't care. But I'm watching it because it's Kansas City Chiefs versus San Francisco. Kansas City hasn't been there in 50 years. I think San Francisco hasn't been there in like 20 years. Um, let's keep this real. This is San Francisco really did a huge turnaround for this. San Francisco was horrible last year. They did a huge turnaround. Uh, let's give Lynch, the general manager, who was actually was was comfortable doing um, uh, anchor work. He's now finally, uh, he said, hey, so why don't you come do the San Francisco chart? Uh, San Francisco 49ers, why don't you run them? He's a defensive court person, so he knows what to do. And then he had to get all the things in place. He went back to the old thing people he knew. He went back to his old coach to help him out, all this, and he did. And wow, what a turnaround. Convincing people that we can get them back to the glory days of San Francisco time. San Francisco don't really lose to any. I haven't heard them ever lose to a Super Bowl in a long time. Now, the Chiefs never won a Super Bowl in 50 years. Um, it's a long time running. My old coach from the Philadelphia Eagles, um, Andy Reid, is the coach this year. Mahone, who's very, very talented as hell. I feel as though that this is how, this is what it's come out to be. Um, I don't know who's going to win. I don't predict Super Bowl until the next time I see you. I don't do it. I'm watching it because I love the football. I've always loved football since I was a kid. It is time for us to really um, see if Andy Reid can get this. I really want Andy Reid to win, but this is going to be a really hard one, just like it was when he had whole trouble getting through Tom Brady. And when he finally, we finally did, we lost to, who we lose to? The Tampa Bay, Tampa, no, no, we didn't lose to Tampa Bay. We lost to someone. We lost to, um, yeah, the Patriots. It was difficult. Um. So it's hard. Um, I honestly think when Andy Reid was our coach and we went to the Super Bowl, we 
could have went. We could have won. I think we could have won that game. We were close. We won that game. It's just things happen. So, Super Bowl, please watch it. I'm not predicting anyone. I don't know who's going to win. This is going to be one of the closest, high-scoring games in the history of Super Bowl. I think it's going up to 45 points. Yeah, or 50. It's going to be huge. I don't know how they're going to shut down. Marone is young, so we'll see what happens. It's going to be interesting. This is why everybody's hype about this game, because it's going to be a really interesting game, because we got offense and we got defense. But um, the problem is there's a lot of problems with Kansas City, and they do a lot of penalties. But the offense for both teams is explosive. So Garoppolo, who is a sexy, oh, my God. If he turned out to be gay, I'd be devastated. None against gays, but... I'll be fucking devastated. So tonight at 6.30, the Super Bowl game going to start. Myself, I'm going to order me some wings and my slice of pizza. Uh, I'm only going to be fat because I am what's on a diet, but I've been so fat lady all this weekend. But um, only for today, I'm going to be greedy. Um, And that's it. We'll see what happens. Okay. So we got the end of our show and um, I can't. Expressing, I had. It's no way for me to lead this show without saying what I have to say. Um, it was around this time, not this time, but later on to something. <sighs> this is gonna be hard. I might cry. Um, so it was around this time I was about to start doing my radio show. I get a call from my sister, and she said, "Check your Facebook." I took on my, I turned it on on my phone, and she said, "It said Kobe Bryant died in a plane crash." I screamed actually. I said that's not true. So I changed, turned off my um. I was watching um. Disney Plus and yes, I was watching X Men. Ha! Evolution. I love that show. Uh. <clears throat> uh. And they cut news on on a, on a national on a college basketball game. And they said um, it was a tree. Some he was playing, crying. And then I went on Channel Six. They announced it. Um. And I didn't do the radio show. I said I can't do it. Called my best friend and asked him, "Is it true?" He said yes. Let me just say, um, Kobe Bryant um, is from my was born in Philadelphia, like me. I'm from Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. Um. We eat, breathe, sleep, sports. That's our thing. I was very young. I was, I think, seven. So I don't know how old I was then. I was young when Kobe Bryant went to high school as a freshman. Um, and he was in the varsity team in Lower Marion. Now, Lower, how I describe Lower Marion is we live in Philadelphia. I live in suburbs as Upper Darby. Lower Marion... Is Montgomery County. That's the other side of here. There's a bridge that actually connects you to Delaware County to Montgomery County. And Lower Marion is where, near Brumar. And that whole area is beautiful. If you ever live in Philadelphia, you understand what I'm talking about. It's beautiful. Racist? Yes, they are out there. Um, his father, uh, he lived out there. Lower Marion is a very near um, West Philly, near St. Joe's, near all that whole area beautiful area he lived out there he went to school in Lower Marion High School um 
Well, Kobe Bryant came from a, a, a athletic family. His mom was a, bas- a basketball player. His father is actually a basketball player who played for the Sixers and played for his various team and then went overseas with his family when Kobe was born. And Kobe was six years old at the time when he discovered playing, but he wanted to play basketball. <clears throat> As I say in this now, I'm kind of trying to do this the best way I can. So... We were hearing, I heard little things when he, he became a freshman, he was a varsity player. They had the worst record. He wasn't really, they say he was hard, it was horrible, but he was talented. They said five o'clock in the morning, Kobe Brown would be in the, the gym playing, practicing. <clears throat> he was practicing five o'clock in the morning, trying to get better at his craft. Um, when he came back to Philly, they came to stay. He went to school in Lower Marion. They were promised that he would be great. He had a great coach. Every year, Kobe got better. Do you know that around this time, Kobe was getting college scouts from Coach K, from the big elites? They all thought he was going to go to LaSalle like his dad because he's Catholic, and LaSalle is a Catholic school, which I'll get to the point about Catholicism. Um, and he was going to his school. And Kobe Bryant basically dominated his senior year we all were thinking oh he's gonna go to LaSalle he's gonna go Duke and be legendary and I sat home with my parents and I remember that day when he said I'm going into the NBA I was like huh my parents like why did he he go to college what's up with it my parents are strict they love their kids go they couldn't understand how someone so talented couldn't go to college he did it it's not easy. He was drafted by the Hornets and then got traded to the Lakers. He learned from the ground up. That was his college. Lower Marion was his college, he said. Um, He went over there to play for the Lakers. Now, let me tell you something. <laughs> I'm going to tell you this. I was a Laker fan because I love Magic Johnson. When Kobe was starting, Magic Johnson announced that he had HIV. I was obsessed with Magic Johnson. I read, brought a book. There's a book I can't, it's in the house, in my mom's house. I read it faithfully about Magic Johnson and Larry Bird's beef for one another. It was amazing. I loved it. Um, That's what I liked. I love Kobe Bryant. I loved I love Magic Johnson, so I under, I always wanted to be a Laker person myself. I'll get to that point why I like the Lakers, and I liked it because I love Magic Johnson. I loved playing basketball when I was a kid. He went on to do this career. I'm a Sixers fan, so I'm sticking with my Sixers. He left Philly behind. He, he had an agent who actually put him on all these African American shows. He was putting him out there. He was acting too. He was in a music video. I didn't. All this at a young age. He met his wife on a music interview video. They started dating. Her life changed when Kobe picked her up from school. And his whole life changed. She, he was 20-something. She was 17. And it became a love story. When Kobe Bryant faced us, when Shaq got traded to the Lakers, I was like, damn. But the, we had Allen Iverson. So I was like, okay, great. When Allen Iverson won that first game in the championship game, um, I was like, damn, we're going to beat the Lakers. We're going to beat Kobe Bryant. We're gonna, uh! And Kobe swept us. <laughs> he trash talked us. I was mad at him. I was mad at Kobe. 
prayed. I vowed never to like him. Vowed. Like, I didn't like Jordan. I vowed I didn't like Kobe. Because he went after Kyle Iverson. <clears throat> Grow up. Kobe Bryant retires. I'm grown. Doing my own thing. He went off to, you know, there was problems in his relationship with his wife. And he got back to it and worked it out. They got a kid. Then you hear that his daughter is doing playing, going to the games after his retirement. I'm like, hmm. I'm not thinking about it. I'm like, why is she? I'm here where she plays basketball. I was like, oh, great. That's amazing. When that helicopter crash happened and all the things and flooded and everything else, I have a few things to say. One, the way TMC handled this thing was the most disrespectful thing you can do to anybody. I, I hated it. The media was disrespectful. That's number one. Two, seven people died other than Kobe. Yeah, he's famous. Seven other people died. No respect whatsoever. Three, the people who say about his rape allegation, allegations, you had the nerve at his death to say, ha ha, he did. And he deserved it. Son of a, y'all some sick son of a bitches. Y'all need a burning head for saying that. That's my three things about it. Let me tell you something. I grew up in Philadelphia all my life. I bleed a sport, Philadelphia sports. When Kobe died, I look back in time, I regret saying some really bad things because it was a game. You never realize when someone passes away, because I now know how those girls feel because I lost a sister too. You never know how it feels. I know what those siblings are feeling. You're never going to see a sister again. It, it's hard to lose a sibling. I know I will never see my sister again. That's what I realized. It will be 20 years this month. I thought about a lot of things. I feel bad for them because you played with her. You played Barbies and you picked her up from school and you talked about everything. I remember a conversation I had with my sister and it was snowing. She said, why is snow so much? Why is it so much snow? She loved the snow, but she couldn't understand it. She was so innocent that rain, when rain fell on her, she scared. She got scared of the rain. That's, she was so purely innocent. They teased her. I got mad. I fought back. I wanted to fight. I was going to fight for her. When she died, it broke me. So I know exactly how those girls are feeling. I'm sorry for all the bad things I might have said about Kobe. Because I might have said a lot of bad things when I was a kid. He was like me. I wanted to be a superstar in playing basketball when I was young. I was in elementary school. I was going to go to high school and play basketball. My mom said, you got to stick to your education. So I chose education as well. I said instead, but I was really good. People who knew me in elementary said I was then I was good. I would shoot threes from anywhere. Defense, I was really good at I beat boys. I beat them. I was good. I wanted to go on the court and really play good. But at the time, my neighborhood was kind of scary, so you couldn't really go out a certain time. My dad was like, no, you're a girl kind of thing. And I understood then. Um, Kobe played basketball. I played basketball. I was Catholic. I'm Catholic. He's Catholic. I, I didn't know he was Catholic. I didn't know he was devout. 
I lost my way when it came to my religion. I need to get back. He took the Holy Communion before he died and was that was interesting to me. All the bad things he'd done, he still stuck to his religion. That was really interesting to me. What made me interested about Kobe Bryant is because I look back at it now. He was me. He, but he lived his dream. I didn't live my dream. I let my dream die. And that's it's okay. Um, it's sad that Kobe is not here to defend himself when people say disrespectful stuff for him. Let me just take this time to say that um, you don't know what's going to happen to you. When you, I didn't even know he wrote books. I was shocked he won an Oscar. That's something I want. I was shocked he won an Oscar for writing. And they said that Kobe was a really excellent writer in school. That being said, I tell people who write, don't give up on your dreams. Don't give up on your writing. Don't give, you have a dream, and I don't care how old you are. You can be a 92-year-old woman and want to go act. Go do it. It will be there. It doesn't matter what age, what sex you are. You can do it. He said he had interest in WNBA, which my, when I first saw the WNBA, it was 1997, and I remember the first game, and I saw my idols were all there. From Swoops to Leslie. It was amazing to see that. He supported it because his daughter became a basketball player. So he wanted that. That 13-year-old girl will never get to play basketball again, but she gets to play in heaven. It hurts that she's not going to be a superstar like her dad. It would be great to see her perform great. And she said she wanted to go to college and play for UConn. And I was exactly the same words I said when I was young when I played, wanted to play basketball. I want to play for UConn or Tennessee. Vows. Yeah, I know them all. <laughs> it's so sad that she passed away with her father in her arms. I think about my dad. Even though he wasn't a he was okay dad. But at the towards my and my older years. He knew. I knew. He loved me no matter what I do. My dad loves me. I know he does. He doesn't have to say it. And some days I broke his heart. His heart. But in the end of the day, <clears throat> I know my dad loved me. And still does. I just want to say, kids, don't give up on your dream. Whatever you take advice from Kobe and his passing, don't give up. Believe in yourself. You can do it. I want you to do it. Believe in your dreams. Don't lose them. Don't care what anyone tells you. Believe in yourself. He did, and look what it got him. Even he did, he did not all what his parents told him. And still he did what he, he loved. And then he became the great dad he's supposed to become. So I take that with a grain of salt. Um, next time on the show, you have I'm going to work on my Grammy special. I, no, no, Grammy said, ugh, Grammy's is over. Why am I talking about the Grammys? So um, I'm sorry. Rest in peace, Kobe. May God hold you in his arms 
And I hope you're playing basketball forever in heaven. That's it for our show. I'm so happy that you guys came to listen. I did some goofy. I did some weird. I did me. Um, the grand, the Oscars are next week. Um, if you want to watch, you watch. I don't think it's going to be high rated, but might. I hope Brad, Brad Pitt going to win his award. I will be up for that. <laughs> um, I might do an Oscar special. I want to do an Oscar special. I think I'll do it this week if I'm not tired from work. Um, if you want to comment or send any donations, donate, donate, donate. I need donations for my radio show so I can make it the way it needs to be. Um, $5 donations. Um, you let me, if you want to, I will give you the information through Facebook. Please contact me through Facebook. To, uh, I'll tell you where to donate. Oh, excuse me. I accept $5 donations for my radio show. I love music now with a little bit of gossip. If you want to find me, I'm on Instagram as LCrazyChick. If you're on Twitter, I'm at L-O-Kiki. Um, If you on... If you on Facebook, my name is Linda. You will see my show, I Love Music Now. I'm on YouTube, Linda Okiki on YouTube. Uh, show is on there as well. But I always put the link on all my social media outlets. Before I go, Netflix, new shows that's out now. For, I, Sex Education is a British television show. But it's funny. And it's a set around teenagers dealing with sex. Oh, the first episode of the first season, second season was funny. They all thought they had chlamydia and was spread by air. Ah, that's scary. Um, wash your hands. Wash y'all dirty hands. Coronavirus is out there. Wash your dirty ass hands, please. Especially men who be in the public bathroom and then come out and tell them they want to touch. No, wash your godforsaken hands, please. Wash them. It's nasty. Bye. <laughs>